Blog Talk Radio. Quiet, please. and you need money and you're crowdfunding, you're going to want to listen to today's show because that's what we're talking about. Welcome to Rex Sykes Movie Beat, conversations with filmmakers where we discuss everything film and television. Here on Movie Beat, you'll learn what to do and what not to do when it comes to making movies and TV, and we will talk to everyone in front of the camera and behind the scenes, and I'll provide you with the guests and the information you're going to want to have, whether you're a filmmaker or a fan. And so now let's move behind the scenes here at Movie Beat. Uh, my guest today is Mr. John Tregonis. He is the author of a book called Crowdfunding for Filmmakers. And you're going to want to stay tuned. I'm going to bring, uh, tell you about John and bring him on in just a moment. If you're listening live or archived, please share the show with all of your colleagues, all of your friends, everyone near and far, in person or online, so that they can tune in and benefit from the information my guest is showing, sharing sorry, on raising dollars and running successful campaigns for your project. Because, hey, you know what? There's a lot to do right. And there's a lot that people do wrong, and it makes an incredible difference as to whether your campaign succeeds or fails. All right? So share the show. All of these interviews are stored as archived shows at RexSykes.com. That's me. I'm your host. It's R-E-X-S-I-K-E-S.com. That's the official URL at the interviews blog. You go there, and all of these shows you can listen live or archived. If you're listening live, you can join the chat room, and I encourage you to do that. And if you have questions, we'll, we'll cover them in the chat room. If you're listening archived, you can listen anytime, 24-7, live or archived. Please leave comments at the player. It's the Blog Talk Radio player. The comment window is beneath the player or beneath the chat room. Please leave comments there live or archived. Also, these are available as podcasts, so uh, listen and rate the podcast. That helps a lot. And the reason we ask you to do this is because whenever you leave comments or rate and review the shows, uh, on iTunes, it extends our reach uh, in the search engines. And that's what we want to do is to help as many people as possible have access to this valuable information in this show with my guest John or all the other shows. And there's over almost 500 or more hours of professional filmmakers sharing their expertise with you. All right, without any further hesitation, John T. Tregonis, crowdfunding author and filmmaker. He's a behind-the-scenes consulting machine, and he's mentored hundreds of filmmakers worldwide and helped them create compelling crowdfunding experiences that not only reach but exceed their goals. As I mentioned, he wrote Crowdfunding for Filmmakers after running his own Indiegogo campaign for a short film, Cirrus, uh, I think it is, and surpassing his goals, setting the bar at an all-new high and, uh, and with regards to how online funding for independent films should be done. And, John, I've got to apologize if I've massacred the title of your film. All right. He also works for Indiegogo, and he's coached over thousands of campaigns to success. He, he is the ultimate uh, – he, he, he takes his prowess to the ultimate task as Indiegogo specialist for a film campaign. So I'm going to welcome John onto the show right now. John T., how you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing fantastic, Rex. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. So glad you're here, and uh, you've got about an hour with us, a little less than that maybe. But uh, we're excited to have you, and uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to be talking this way and being able to make it available to people. Your book, uh, Crowdfunding for Filmmakers, is a great book, and yet you've got a lot of new information even since you wrote the book. So uh, can we dive right in? And did I, how did I right. do on your film? <laughs> did, I, did, I, did I massacre the name of your movie? Uh, not quite. It's, uh, it's Cerise, actually. Um, Cerise, it's a, it's okay. Tough, tough word to pronounce and spell, and that's what my film was about, a uh, spelling bee champ who just couldn't spell that word. And it haunted well, him. Well, there you life. go. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. Well, all right, my friend. Let's, uh, let's, let's go to it. All right. Here's the deal. Um, and and in, at, during the break, I'm going to talk about a, a, a crowdfunding campaign that's going on right now, and uh, and I'll tell the audience about that. Um, 
But uh, for you, John, what do people, what must they do right today if they're launching a successful campaign that they need to do, you know, each and every day through their campaign? What, what, what's the lowdown? What, what has to happen? What? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, I usually tell people that the first thing they got to do whenever, you know, just even the, when they think about crowdfunding, I mean, the first thing isn't even related necessarily to crowdfunding. The first thing they got to do is they got to get social. Like that's the one, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of talking about mistakes that people make because I look at mistakes as just opportunities to get better as long as we learn from them. But it is a pretty big mistake that I see a lot of, uh, you know, indie filmmakers doing is just not getting on social media early enough to basically build up the, you know, here's a, you know, the buzzword, social currency or social capital, right, to be able to then ultimately ask somebody for money. And I put that in quotes because, you know, I don't look at it as asking people for money. I look at crowdfunding as something much, uh, much bigger than that. That's like on the tiny end of what crowdfunding can do. But if we're not being people before we start petitioning others to, to actually contribute to our campaigns and we're not giving people value, uh, with our everyday social media activity on Twitter, Facebook, and maybe one or two other sites, then we can't really expect the general community to come to our aid so quickly, you know, especially if we have kind of rather large goals and if we only have a tiny following, it's like it begs the question, well, where am I going to get this money from and, and this, this audience from? And if you're not building that audience actively long before you jump into your first campaign, it's going to be a hard road. Not saying it can't be a successful road, but it's going to be harder work than it has to be. And like Scrooge McDuck says, you know, work smarter, not harder. Uh, I'm a big, uh, big believer in that. So it's, you know, it's. I, I really like what I'm telling people more now than ever before is get on social media and just add value to people's lives. If you're a filmmaker. And you're not talking about films, and you're not talking. Then you're you're probably not a filmmaker then, because what are you talking about? You know, what value are you giving to somebody like me, who may want to contribute to your campaign later? But if you haven't given me anything, you know, ahead of time, I'm kind of like, yeah, there's thousands of others out there that do give me value that I should probably give my money to, uh, and my you time. Know, you so. You raised a really fascinating point here. One is, you know, it's about connections, and and uh, you know, if you if you've added value to people and you've got a lot of connections and you've been on long enough and people know who you are and can recognize you and know you as a value provider or giver, then you launch your campaign. You have a, a more successful opportunity, or at least an opportunity to be more successful. But one of the interesting things with the recent advent of the big celebrities jumping on is some people resent it, some people, you know, applaud it. But one of the things that's true about these celebrities, even if they don't have real-time contact with people, is that they are known for the value they provide in the entertainment that they have given through the years. I mean, when Zach Braff does something, I think he's given me incredible value through Scrubs or through, you know, uh, you know his movies and stuff like that. So when he comes on, I'm aware of him. I might, some people might not like the fact that he's wealthy and not funding his own thing, but you know what I'm saying? There's a recognition mm -hmm. that he's 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 been doing something and providing value or providing exactly. entertainment for me for a long time. And that's the that's the position. Maybe not in a celebrity position, but the idea being that that every filmmaker needs to be recognized for their contribution to others before they ask for yeah. money, is, is what I hear you saying. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely it. And, I mean, you know, you're bringing up a, a great point. I mean, the, the big discussion, too, you know, and it's going to be a big discussion forever, is the whole celebrity, you know, campaigning, right. and is it right, is it wrong? And, you know, I mean, it's, it's not right or not wrong. It's just, you know, a celebrity is, is the same is. as any one of us. It's just right. they've done the work. They've done the work in a different fashion to be honest, we have it easy. We have social media. That's easy to build an audience. And not easy as in like, oh, we can easily do it. It's simple. But we don't have to be famous to millions of people right. in order and give value to those millions. We can have these smaller niche communities that we really get to know and become a part of. And there's absolutely no difference in that sense between a person like Zach Braff or Don Cheadle and a person like John Tregonis or Rex Sykes or anyone else out there listening. 
it's absolutely the same. There's no division there. Um, I wish That's more filmmakers real. would get that because, you know, it does. It's like, oh, it's intimidating, but at the end of the day, not so much. It just means we've got to be a little bit more creative, a little bit more resilient, and have, you know, stronger ideas and be able to really market uh, oops, sorry, using a bad word. <laughs> a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of us filmmakers don't like to hear those words, um, you know, like marketing and stuff, but it really is. It's marketing, you know. That, that's, everything that's is marketing. how it is. Every, I mean, exactly, I think everything. Everything is marketing, and, every, and everybody now. I mean, it's funny how it translates into acting. It, it translates into spirituality. It translates into everything. Everybody's saying, you know, become brand aware, you know, specify mm-hmm. your brand and promote your brand. So, I mean, let's face it, it's there. Um, and one of the other things that you say, and what I uh, really think is, is important, what you just said, you know, it's, it's kind of like whether it's good or bad doesn't make any difference. It, it's what's going on. If filmmakers mm-hmm. are so concerned about somebody else succeeding because they have a leg up or something like that, you're probably in the wrong business, as you said earlier. You know, you, 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 you can't be spending all your time complaining about somebody doing something that you wish to be doing. You need to be doing what you want to be doing irrespective or, of, or regardless of what anybody else is doing. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm pontificating, and I apologize. But, no, it's uh, great. It's great. I, I mean, that's what it is. I think we all got to do that kind of pontification at, at one point just to kind of, like, realize the only thing we control is what we do, you know, as, as filmmakers, yep. as crowdfunders. So, so running a successful campaign is engaging early enough and adding value. Uh, it doesn't have to be a large you know, celebrity-driven uh, network, but it has to have, I suspect, enough uh, connections to, the, and they must get perceive enough value or get enough value from you that they want to contribute and or spread the word. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's, they're the that's torch part of it. Exactly. Okay, so what are the, exactly. what's the other part? What's the other part? I mean, the other parts, you know, again, they're, they're the basics that I, I've, you know, I, I talk about all the time, and, and it's funny because even like, you know, I wrote my book about a year, you know, uh, a year and a half ago or so. Um, the time frame might be a little off. Um, my time is like very, uh, you know, weird for me. But, uh, but I wrote it a while ago, and, and like everything I wrote about like my three P's uh, of, a, of, a, of a campaign, which is basically like a proper pitch, uh, uh, you know, personalized perks and plenty of promotion, um, as I call it, you know, those three things still stand to this day as the, the main structure of, of running a successful campaign. So again, it's like, you know, as a filmmaker, we've got to put ourselves in that, in that pitch video. You know, I see far too many campaigns, uh, you know, where, where the, uh, you know, our, as filmmakers, we just don't want to, like, kind of get out there and, and talk to people in a video and basically, quote, unquote, ask them for money. And I, the second time I've mentioned the, the asking for money because, it is hard to ask for money. That's why the first thing I say when you're doing a pitch video is don't ask. Don't ask me for money. Do other things. Think outside the money tree box and create a way to invite us to be a part of something much bigger than money, much bigger than themselves, and much bigger than the filmmaker as well. We're cre- you know, I, I, I always tell people, like, they, they, they laugh at me a little bit. It's like, you know, we, we have to remember that as filmmakers, we, we have the sexiest jobs in the universe. We make movies. We make those big right. pictures on the screen. Nobody cares if it's not on the big screen. The fact that you walk into a party and you tell a bunch of people that you make movies, they're looking at you and they want to know more. For us, it's the opposite. We would get on set. It's a mess. It's hell. But, man, somebody will pay 50 bucks, 100 bucks to get, a, to get a walk-on role or just be on the set and be able to eat the same food as one of our actors, regardless if they have a name or not. And that's a certain power that we have. So we don't have to ask them for that 50 bucks. We can invite them to be a part of the set. And it just so happens that it costs 50 bucks or whatever it's going to be. And right there, when you make, it, make the value about what you're offering instead of what, you, what they have to give you to get that value, then you never have to ask anybody for money. Um, it's a hard thing Excellent. because we have, to, we have to like erase the concept that crowdfunding is about the money, which uh, crowdfunding is just, it's not about the money. It is about building that audience, and when you build that audience, you get the money. That's just that becomes a little bit more easy. If you don't build the audience, if you don't give them value, you can't expect them to give you value as well. So that, that's, that's an excellent like the, point. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
very many. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead and finish mm. your point because I don't. Oh no no no! I'm just I, you know I was just keep you know I, I could keep. Well, going, I, you know, I, I, I I think it goes. Well, you you made again going back to a, an original point you made about starting the social media early enough. For me, if I'm producing a movie today, I'm now in a, you know a, a week from production or a month from production, and I launch my Indiegogo campaign or my crowdfunding campaign. I need to think enough in advance to go. Oh, I could I could have somebody do a walk on or extras or whatever. I need to be far enough out so that I. I put that out there. In other words, if, if I start my campaign, if I think about it today and start my campaign tomorrow and I'm starting my movie, you know, next week, then, you know, I'm under a crunch to try and cast this stuff. So it's, it, it, it yeah. makes a lot of sense to, I guess my, my, my thinking on air here is, is it makes a lot of sense to spend the time in advance determining what you will offer to 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 cultivate the group that you're providing value to and then and then and then provide those things i mean then put those into your campaign far enough out so that you you have um the opportunity to fulfill those things in production otherwise Absolutely. it's all after production you know it's you get the dvd you get the t-shirt afterwards you know you mm-hmm. get some perk that yeah yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, and you kind of mentioned it too, like uh, another, I mean, it's not a trend because I like to think trends are good things, um, but, uh, but it is a kind of a, of, a, of a bad habit that filmmakers are getting into a little bit more, which I'm personally trying to like cut them from doing this um, because I know that it just inhibits the campaign and it makes for a less than successful campaign. And that thing that we do is we run the campaign and then somewhere in the middle of the campaign, we need to shoot which means right, we've right. got to take time away from actual campaigning, which as I write in my book and I tell every person that I help on Indiegogo that it's a full-time job. Crowdfunding is full-time work. If you have to cut yourself and shoot your movie, there's no way you can properly crowdfund the rest of the money that you need to make that film. Why must we do this to ourselves? You know, again, <laughs> working smarter, not harder. Crowdfunding is, and the good thing is crowdfunding is becoming its own stage. A while ago, people were connecting it with pre-production, and I was like, you know what? No, pre-production is full-time job, too. Uh, right, again, right. crowdfunding needs to be before, you know, sometimes before that, sometimes after pre-production, but it should really never be a part of your actual production. Um, take one step at a time. For some reason, we're trying to hit deadlines for festivals, this and that. We make up all these excuses, but really these excuses, all they do is they just give more reasons to not run the best campaign possible. No, that's excellent, excellent advice. Um, I'm going to ask you a question from the chat room. Um, a good guy, uh, Joe Wilson, uh, a vampire uh, monster. Joe. Oh, Joe is fantastic. Joe is, Joe is great. And uh, happy cheers for Nick's coffee day, uh, which he's probably missing at this <laughs> moment. But uh, anyway, the uh, – he, he makes the point, which is 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 a point that uh, that you make and I make uh, repeatedly. You know, and, and we kind of touched on earlier. Everything's he says not about marketing. Everything is about authenticity, and I and I mm. agree with this. But I also agree that everything is about marketing. In other words, it's about getting letting people know that you're authentic and getting it out there. You can be authentic on an island and no one's going to know or or care. So you do have to mm-hmm. get it out there. But but I agree with the notion that you've got to be authentic, you've got to be honest, you've got to be the kind of people that people want to gravitate to. So Joe asked this question. How do filmmakers inspire people to care about a story? Ah, cool. Well, actually, uh, I mean, one of my answers, um, and, and, you know, uh, Joe, Joe, Joe is currently running uh, his, his Vampire Mob campaign for the graphic novel on Indiegogo, so he and I have had a couple of times to chat um, about the campaign, and he's absolutely right. I mean, and, you know, the authenticity factor, I think, is really what makes people care because nobody's going to care about a project that's, that's run by a person who's a complete, you know, kind of jerk. You know what I mean? So, and, and if you are going to be a complete jerk, well, be authentic about it. You know, be a jerk 100%, right? But I don't know if you're going to get me to give you my money. So what I, what I do notice is, you know, more than the projects, people actually give money to the people who are behind those projects. 
So it really becomes, and just kind of like jumping on what Joe did say about marketing versus authenticity, I look at them as completely the same. I don't even like I the word too. marketing. I use promotion. You know, but it really is just being yourself, putting that value. I mean, and at the end of the day, when you put out that value, you are marketing. You're not marketing your movie. You're marketing yourself. And I think that's much more important than marketing that one movie that we've got, um, you know, that we're putting out. I mean, we want to do a little of both, but at the same time, it really becomes about us because we are the ones who are going to get the money from the people and use that money to make something for them that they are going to thoroughly enjoy. And again, I just think making people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go for it. No, no, no. Go, go. Finish, finish, please. No, I was going to say. I, I was, I was going to say. Like, I think making making people care about your project is really making them care about you and your story about why I you think, want to do this. I, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. I really do. I think a lot of people worry about who's in it, who's directing it, what the story is, and while those are important points, I know from raising money for films other ways than crowdfunding. That, that mm-hmm. what people invest in is not the movie. They invest in the person who's doing the project. They invest yeah. in the person who they deem trustworthy to, to, to helm the project. So they invest in the team or the collaboration. They're not, the story, you know, stories come and go. They live and die. They, they rise or fall. Um, they can be the best story on the, on the planet, and still not, the movie can still not you know, make it commercially at the, at, the, at, you know, at the box office. But people... People say yes to people, I think, more mm-hmm. than they say yes to a project. They, the project is the entry point, maybe. Um, yeah. And, 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 and it, I, again, I'm pontificating. Sometimes, sometimes it's the oh, reverse. I'm not saying, the, mean, part, like, yes, I'm not saying the project is not important. You know, if you've got a bad story and you're a great guy that they're going to invest in it, they may say, come back when you've got a better story. But, the, right. but the, I think what people do is they put the cart before the horse. They think, I've got the great story. But they need to be the great person. You know, they, they need to be authentic. They need to be the person who people want to give money to. And if you've got that and a great story, I think people, and, and you're providing value, then I think people give. Absolutely, yeah. I, you know, again, it's, it's, it's really all about those, the, the people behind it. And I'm not saying, I don't mean like, you know, again, the celebrities that you've got attached to a project right, right. or anything like that. None of that at the end of the day really matters. That matters to investors, obviously, because at the end of the day, they're giving you larger sums of money. That, and, and really what they want is they're putting their trust in you as the filmmaker and your team yeah. that they're going to probably help build. And, and, you know, but, but at the end of the day, they want to make their money back plus more. You know, whereas with crowdfunding, nobody's making money. You know, it's like we're giving you our money and our attention to make something that we believe you can make. And it just so happens that it sounds like a cool project. You know, and that's always right. that secondary thing. So let me ask you this, because we're coming up actually on a break in a moment, but let me ask you this. What, what, what do people do wrong? I mean, we, we were saying not far enough lead time, not providing enough value, not, not having a good social network. What do they do when they have their camp, or, or they're trying to do it too close to production or during production? What, do, what else do they do wrong? Um, yeah. When oh, you look a, at a campaign, a, you know, you... The website comes up and you go, whoa, here's what I would fix. What are some of the kinds of things that you would do to help people improve their, their presentation? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're talking my language here, Rex, because this is literally what I do every day for Indiegogo. Is I'll, I'll right. pull up some campaigns. I get, I get some referred by our film team for me to look at. And sometimes I just find people on Twitter asking me for advice and stuff like that, and I check out the campaign. And some of the things that I see... Um, again, like, you know, it goes from little things to, like, really big things, like no pitch video. There's either a photograph or there's a trailer. Those two things will not get you funded. It just doesn't happen um, because, again, a trailer is a sales tool. You're not selling us a movie. You're trying to get us to help you finish it or make it, at the, you know, and in the case of a trailer, finish it, you know. Um, so that's definitely not going to work. Pitch videos that are just too long, I mean, the running time for a pitch should be about like three minutes. And honestly, as the attention span dwindles, and I'm a huge, uh, I'm a huge example of a dwindling attention span, um, so do the pitch video lengths. We can only stick around for so long. I tell people, you've got five minutes in total to get a person to look at your page and get out of there as a contributor, which means you've got a three-minute pitch video. You've got to give them one minute to have them look over there 
uh, your perks, what you're offering, and pick one, and then one more minute to finish up uh, you know, paying and, and then spread the word. Five minutes. That's about what people will give. Um, so you know, a lot of times the pitch video is like six minutes, eight minutes, and I never get through them. You know? Um, you know, perks. Uh, you know, perks that are just kind of like you know what I call standard definition in my blogs. You know, which is basically like you know mandatory item, like the DVD, like a digital download. But you know, it's they're not very special. There's nothing cool about it. It's just I expect that. What else are you giving me? Because why do you want? Why why should I give you fifteen dollars when if you offer something really cool at twenty five, it's only ten more dollars for me. I can easily do that. But you got to have value there added to the DVD that I'm going to get or the digital download. Um, a big mistake that I'm seeing a lot of filmmakers make uh, that I'm also trying to like I'm, I'm actually at war with this one. Um, I'm, I'm getting all sun shoe on it, um, mainly is uh, mainly because it's just certain perks get overpriced for the value. Uh, the big one that I'm seeing everybody overprice is the digital download. A lot of people are putting it at 25 bucks. I look on iTunes. I've never seen one more than $15, which means we shouldn't be charging more than $15 for a digital download. Because for the general public, the truth is, yes, it costs a lot to make a movie, but a download is nothing more than air to people. There's nothing right. physical. It's not like a DVD, which means you're asking me for, to pay $25 to take a deep breath. That just does not work unless it's space balls, and maybe you can. Um, but I'm sure those little cans of air were like, you know, three bucks. Um, and that's the key thing. So we got to kind of start pricing them, you know, lower. Yes, they do sell at 25, but if the object of getting a film, uh, of making a film, is to get it out into the world, if you charge 25 bucks, only 10 people might see it. 10 people who got 25. But if you put it at 15 or even 10, you may have 50 people who get your movie and get to watch it. You know, and to me, that's more important. But again, it's, it becomes about making the campaign about the crowd or the funding. And it should always be about the crowd. And that's a bigger, you know, a bigger mistake that some folks make, per, particularly with those perks. Um, and then my, like the final, I guess, it's not even a mistake. It's just a lot of filmmakers we don't keep up with, um, with the changing trends and things like that of crowdfunding because it's hard enough to keep up with the latest cameras, the latest way to do things as filmmakers. But one of the things is to do more research before you launch your campaign because once you do that, you'll start seeing that some of the most successful campaigns, and I'm not necessarily talking about the 350,000 Don Cheadle campaigns, you know, the 350-something thousand dollar Don Cheadle type campaigns, although those are great examples too. I'm talking the 50,000 and 20,000 dollar indie films. One thing, the most successful ones of those, what they're doing is they're creating much more dynamic campaign experiences for the contributors, which means they're adding visuals to the pages. They're getting creative with design and things like that. Um, I've, you know, when I see a campaign that is just text, and then I look and realize it's a film campaign, I kind of get let down a little bit. Because if the campaign is an extension of the film you're trying to make, when I get to your Indiegogo campaign, I should feel like I know what your movie's about before I even watch your pitch, just by scrolling down to look at the words, and I should not be seeing a bunch of words, and that's it. You're, we're filmmakers. We need to think in visuals. We need to use images. And if we don't have footage that we can use, well, let's pull up some storyboards. Let's give the audience something that makes them say, wow, that looks cool. And this is only the campaign. I'm gonna. I, I want to see this movie. Here's my twenty-five or fifty dollars. You know. So that's something that is constantly uh, evolving all the time. And I see a lot of great-looking campaigns lately, but then I also see occasional ones that are just really all text. And I have to just let the campaigners know if you want to compete out there, because there's thousands of projects out there now. You know, if you if you just look at like the the big two you know, uh, Indiegogo and Kickstarter, I mean, there's thousands of them out there. Like, how sure. do you stand out? How do you compete? Your page needs to look kick-ass. Awesome. This is very, very awesome. I have to take a break. We're at that halfway point. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a lot more about this with John T. Tregonis. He is the 
author of Crowdfunding Filmmakers, Crowdfunding for Filmmakers, The Way to Successfully Film Campaign, and he does work at Indiegogo. John, do you have a website or uh, a way that they can get your book before I go into the break? Oh, I mean, you could, uh, I have my website, it's johntregonis.com, uh, uh, and there's a section for my book, but you can easily uh, find my book uh, on Amazon uh, or barnesandnoble.com, any of those uh, kind of work. Preferably Amazon, so that uh, I can get some more reviews up there. I got 30 awesome ones, so uh, looking for more. Thanks. That's cool. And you can follow him on Twitter. It is at Tregonis. It's T R I G O N I S. If you don't already know it, it's Tregonis at Tregonis on Twitter. And uh, the book is excellent. All right, so you're listening to Rex Ike's Movie Beat. The official URL is R-E-X-S-I-K-E-S dot com. My name, all these interviews, you can listen live and archived right there from the from the website. Go to the interviews blog, go to the archives, be sure to listen to them. There's over 500 hours. Please leave comments after the show or during the show. You can tweet live, you can help spread the word. If you enjoy it, if you don't enjoy it, whatever, just leave a comment at, uh, you know, on Facebook or Twitter or your favorite social media needs and help us get the word out about my guests. Um, I want to uh, tell you that I've got upcoming guest Lenore Adriel will join us on the 7th of uh, August. That is the next show. She's coming back. She's returning. We're talking more about Yellow Rock, but about producing and post-production on that feature. We've had quite an extensive discussion about that movie. And um, uh, Michael Beckner is coming back. He's uh, in the process of uh, uh, producing his miniseries, Two Appomattox, and many other exciting guests. So please stay tuned. Um, always check Rex Sykes Movie Beat Friends on Facebook if you can, or check uh, RexSykes.com interviews to see who the upcoming guests are and look at their bio pages and find the dates inside those pages for when they're going to be on the air. I've got to tell you about an Indiegogo campaign right now, and that is Full Circle uh, on Indiegogo. It is a short film by Living Storm Productions, and they are from Madison, and they are uh, attempting to raise money for their short film. So if you can, go to Indiegogo and support that. And uh, and Michael C. uh, Michael R. Barnard has a a short film as well. It's closing down. He really needs angels to uh, help him make his goal. It's called Everybody... uh, What is it called? I've just lost my page. Um, You're not helping me, John. Sorry, no, it's, uh, I think it's our, uh, our father. Everybody, uh, everybody father says goodbye. Son. I'm so sorry. Yes, yeah, Michael, oh, everybody says goodbye on Indiegogo. I apologize to Michael, but uh, he's had a campaign. He's worked for many years to try and get this movie going, so if you're listening uh, and you can go to Indiegogo and support either of these two projects, um, uh, that would be a good thing. That would be awesome. All right, John, so we're back. Um, Let's keep going, because this is important. What about, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, when it comes to crunch time, I think of, of crowdfunding as a telethon. You know, I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're in, your campaign launches tomorrow. You've got to create a video. You've got to do something. All right, now it's, you know, you're in the middle of the, of the Memorial Day or Labor Day telethons. You know, you're, you're pitching for money. But in advance of that, what you're saying is really think this through and consider the value and the connection and the relationship you have with the, the people that you can connect with on social media, your audience, and to provide them to go outside the box when it comes to giving things and to also price them reasonably. I, I, was, I had somebody do a campaign for me one time, and they priced, I think, the, the, DVD, the, the DVD at like 50 bucks. And when I found that out, I, I mean, I was, I was mad. I'm like, who's going to pay $50 for a DVD when you, can, when you can buy, you know, you can buy these things now on like Amazon for a penny and pay postage or, you, you know, or whatever the rate I, I just I was I was personally affronted by that. I was like fifty dollars for the well. He said, "Well, we're going to put it in a nice box," and I'm like, "Yeah, but that, that doesn't give me anything." Um, you know, you know what I mean? I mean, see, I don't care what kind of box it comes in. I mean, I you know, and I buy stuff all the time. But I, I what I do agree with one of the things that you said that I think is really potent is the digital download pricing and the fact that it's air. You know, I, I prefer to have something I can hold on to so that if I move, mm-hmm. it goes with me. I don't want just my iTunes thing, you know, my MP4 that I, that I right. can look at because anything could go wrong with that. So, so there's a smart, there's, there's smart, you know, there's a wisdom that you're, you're, you know, you're sharing and embracing when it comes to this. 
And um, what about updates? I mean, what about interaction from the website? Like I, I see some campaigns, you know, and they sit there, and then five days later they, they update something. Or what about their shout-outs and their thank yous or how they keep the campaign going? I, I've, I've known people to go, you know, I'm losing all my friends because I'm, I'm promoting my campaign all the time. And, and one of the things mm. that you said, said earlier that I have maintained is that crowdfunding is harder than making a movie. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> running, a campaign, run, running a campaign takes more energy and effort, especially if you're the only person doing it, than it does to make a movie. I would just as soon make a movie than to crowdfund. But done smartly and wisely, as you suggest, you know, uh, it's, though it's a lot of work, it, it could be rewarding. So um, what uh, of the things that I've just asked, what um, – mm-hmm. What kind of things can people think about? Yeah, I mean, they should think about all of that. And, and again, it is very rewarding if you do it right. And, and if you do it right, you're also not going to lose your friends and piss people off and all that kind of stuff. Um, it does happen because, the, you know, what will traditionally happen is when they go into what I call campaign mode, many people just tweet, Facebook, email about their campaign. But you have other things in your life that you still need to keep going. So whatever you're normally doing on social, you're still going to be doing that. You're just going to add in a few tweets here and there about your campaign. That's the right way to do it. Again, it goes back to adding value. Just because you're running a campaign doesn't mean the value stops. You have to keep giving people what they expect from you. Um, And then the more you do that, when you have a nice balance, um, then, of course, people will be more inclined to give without getting all kind of upset that you're killing their Facebook feed um, with your project. Um, so that's one, that, that's like a big thing is like finding the balance between adding value that can help other people uh, be filmmakers, give them knowledge, etc., and also saying, oh, by the way, here's this campaign that I'm working on and it's really cool. And, you know, and, and there's, there's that, we have to find that, that kind of a balance. Um, one, you know, one way to kind of do that is, again, using like, like, especially with Indiegogo, you know, doing updates. Like as soon as somebody funds the campaign, you, you know, they get updates. So whenever you update your campaign with a new video or something like that, they will, they will get an email, which means you're keeping them in the loop. Because really, once somebody gives you five or $500, they become a part of your team. They're, which means you need to kind of not report to them, but you should give them the respect to let them know that, hey, you guys are just like me now. We're making this movie together. That's the key thing. A lot of filmmakers, I find, still don't get that part yet. They're working on it. And again, some filmmakers are solitary. They, they do everything in their own world, and then they go out and they work with actors and you know, this and that. But like this whole process of being a filmmaker is changing really because of crowdfunding. It's making everything more out in the open and community-driven. And we're either going to connect with that or we're going to fall behind. Um, and I think it's easier to connect. And crowdfunding just makes it a lot easier to connect. Um, so again, those people who fund you, they're going to want to know what's going on. They're going to want to be updated. Um, even after the campaign's over, update them about your perks, you know, about the perks that they're going to get. If there's a delay, you've got to let them know there's a delay because the worst thing that can happen is if you run a good campaign, but then all of a sudden you go dark while you make your movie. Not one update, not one tweet. And again, filmmakers tend to make the, the excuse, well, I was making the movie, I was busy. There's always time to snap an Instagram of the set and share it. There's always time for it in between the direction. You know, and hey, if Don Cheadle can do it, so can all of us. And he, he, he does do it. He's shooting the movie and he's taking Instagram shots. I mean, like, this is just what's happening. It's becoming a part of us. So by doing that, um, you know, if you don't keep in constant contact with your funders, when you try to launch another campaign, those funders, they're not going to forget that you went away for a while and you didn't give them that respect that they deserve because they gave you five or $500, and they're not going to fund you again. If you do everything right and you keep them in the loop and you make them a part of the entire process from inception all the way down to film festivals and distribution, they will not only fund your next film, but you can get them to fund you as a filmmaker doesn't mean you're going to be living in a mansion, you know, living the L.A. life. 
you know, of, of like a big Hollywood player, but you will be able to make movies partially with the crowd's money. And that's the future that I see slowly getting there. But again, it's about running these campaigns properly from the first campaign. You can learn all this stuff while you're doing it, but we have to kind of implement all of that, all of those things, the updates, the constant social media interaction before, during, and after the campaign in order to amass a following that is passionate, almost as passionate as we are about the films that we're giving to the world. And it's hard. Well, that's, that, yeah, I mean, but that is uh, uh, awesome, the way you present it and the way you think about it. I mean, it's truly about... Uh, engagement and relationship. You know, if you're somebody's mm-hmm. boyfriend or girlfriend or life partner or whatever, and you just went dark for uh, a month yep. <laughs> and didn't tell them where you are, or what you're doing, they or your parents and your children, they would be concerned. And yep. you know, what's going on? How come I haven't heard? Why they don't care? Um, the idea that you're involved, that the people that you are have this network with, who who may contribute, and even if they don't, they can share in other important ways. Um, that you need to be involved with them, you need, to, you need to engage them, you need to think of it as a, a personal relationship, not just a, uh, you know, an exchange of cash so that I can make my movie. Uh, absolutely. It's, it's totally about relationships, not, not transactions. Again, I, I always go back to the very word crowdfunding. Crowd comes before the funding. So if you're not going to make it about the people, then, you know, honestly, you probably shouldn't crowdfund. If you think you're going to do this because of the money, don't crowdfund. Go to an investor. They're the money. Um, well, maybe it should be called people funding. <laughs> I, I actually, I wish, I wish the term was different. I wish it was, uh, I mean, I always like the term crowdsource funding. It doesn't sound as sexy, right. but it's much more accurate because you're crowdsourcing people to help you fund your film. So well, I think, I, mean, I, think, that's, that's I, I think that's, I think that's fascinating. You are, and, and I agree, but you know, there's all sorts of, you know, uh, conscious things, unconscious things about crowds and the masses are asses. And, you know, we don't, we don't yeah, look at yeah. a crowd the same way we look at it as a person. You know, I don't date a crowd. I date people. So I don't sell a crowd. I sell people. So maybe, maybe just the whole notion that it's a crowd that we're trying to appeal to is different than if we thought about it as, you know what, I'm reaching out to individual people here. Yeah. You know, and I need to connect with them individually. Because even social yeah. media... It seems like, well, you know, I've got 10,000 friends or, you know, whatever. It's not, it's not, it needs to be personable is, is what I get from you. You know, it's, yeah, it, needs to be, it needs to be meaningful. Yeah, I mean, I tell people too, because I, 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 you know, again, I, I mean, I work with campaigns like, you know, again, I'll work with a person like, you know, Freddie Wong and, 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 you know, again, Don Cheadle, and then I'll work with like, you know, uh, you know, folks that are trying to raise $5,000. I'm, wor- I'm working with, uh, you know, a, can- a great campaign that I love called Mermaid Down uh, on-, on Indiegogo right now. I've worked with Joe's campaign. I mean, I work the whole gamut, and I will see people come to me, and they'll be like, yeah, I've got 10,000 Twitter followers, and I'm like, that's fantastic, um, but it doesn't mean anything to me. I don't, right. like, I honestly, I don't care that you have 10,000 followers because when I visit your Twitter feed, I only see you putting stuff out. I don't see engagement. I don't see interaction. You can have 500,000 followers. And if only 5, or, you know, 5% of that is interacting with you, which is still not bad, but if, if it's only 5%, that's 5% that you can actually maybe count on. But the rest of that right. 500,000, it just makes people who don't know social media kind of get excited because they look at the numbers. It's the same kind of thing when, like, you see a successful campaign and a, quote, unsuccessful campaign. I look at success as, you know, with the Indiegogo uh, lenses on, whereas because, you know, with us, there's an option where you get to keep whatever money you raise because at the end of the day, I'm a filmmaker too. I can make a $50,000 film for 50000 or I can make it for 20000 to be quite honest. I can make the same movie. It's just I got to cheat, borrow, and steal with the $20,000. If I had 50000 everybody can get paid exactly what they're worth, and I can probably get actual permits and not get kicked off a set um, in the middle of shooting <laughs> okay, okay. Um, with my crew, mind you. So, you know, all, all of that kind of that, – that's the kind of stuff that we need to, to, to kind of think of is – what we're asking from people, you know, what, what, what we're really, what are we asking for, you know, is, 
is I guess what I want to what I, I want to kind of get at um, because we you know we want to make sure to set our expectations realistically to the audience that we have. And the, you know, the little known fact, and it's not little known because I'm, I'm telling people about it more and more, the beginning money that you're going to get from crowdfunding is always, always going to be from friends, family, and diehard supporters of whatever other work you've done in the past. That's it. I do, I do not mean your Facebook friends. I do not mean your Twitter following. I'm talking mom, dad, sister, brother, relatives in you know, parts of the country that you just never visited, but they're there anyway. <clears throat> you know, that's where the first 30% of every budget is going to come from, every goal amount. If you cannot get 30% from that group of people, it is going to be that much harder to get the remaining 70% that you need from the crowd. Because if you're not interacting enough with your friends and family, you're probably not interacting enough with your uh, external social networks, you know, or giving value. So it's like it starts with, with our inner circle, as I like to tell people, and then when we get that 30%, we spread out because we live in a world that we do. We go, you know, just going back to the point I was making before, um, you know, with the goal amounts and what success really is, success to me, success at Indiegogo is, does a filmmaker have money to move the project to the next level? Not necessarily did they hit their goal, because the goal, the number, it's just a number at the end of the day, much the way the Twitter following is just a number at the end of the day. But how many people were you able to fully engage to get you a certain amount of money to get you to the next level together? That's, for me, that is much more important. And that those are the things that I look at when I, when I give my advice to campaigners is, you know, what is your social network at the same time how much do you engage with your social network? And it should be a lot, you know, to be well, honest. And, and, and this is very cool. We, we've got a question, you know, um, you know, how do you get people to share, you know, on a social media from a broadcast to festival? You know, getting people to share, you know, can be even more effective than, than getting their $5 in, in many ways. But uh, totally. they ask, what are, some, what are some good tips for encouraging social amplification and, and how do you get – uh, you know, people who are interested. Um, yes, and then, um, and then, and then, yeah. and then, what about the people who really are interested but don't have the money to contribute? You know, what, what, what how do you engage them? How do you, how, what, what's a good strategy for for creating uh, engagement on Twitter or any form of social media? And how do you, how do you amplify your success? And and uh, again, stated again, um, how do you get people who can't contribute to help? Gotcha. No, these are great questions, Rex. Um, I mean, the, the one thing that I, I'm noticing more and more, again, because of campaign saturation, you go on Twitter, you go on Facebook, everybody and their metaphorical mom and dad have a campaign running for the next great film, which is awesome. But it's, you know, what, what I start seeing is campaigns that just, their tweets are bland, their Facebook updates are the same, and they're doing like five in a row, and they're very similarly worded. Again, it goes back to marketing uh, and promotion and making that one tweet stand out to get people interested enough to click. Okay, so again, one of the things that I used to do when I ran my campaign for Cerise, and this is going back four years now, um, was I would talk to people about the campaign. I would put a, uh, a status up, uh, a tweet that says, help Josh Kermes take down the word that took him down. Indiegogo link. People would be like, what the hell is Trigona's talking about? Click, gotcha. You know, and it's because I was getting tired of putting out the same tweet. Make it happen for Cerise, a film by John Trigona. It was boring. So, how we, you know, just like the first rule of making a movie is don't be boring, the same thing applies to a crowdfunding campaign now. Do not be boring when you're promoting it. You want to be, you want to word each one differently um, which, yes, takes time, it's, it's a lot of work, but each one is its own thing because each one is going to cater to a different individual out in the, in the Twitter sphere uh, and, and the Facebook universe. So it's cool. really, and again, it goes right back to Joe and what Joe said about authenticity. You just got to put out stuff 
that reflects you and this film that you're trying to make and gets us really involved. And then you can do the typical please RT. I'm not a big fan of that stuff because if you're doing your job right promoting the campaign, you won't have to ask anybody to please retweet. It's a given. They will retweet. I always say one of my, my famous uh, phrases in my book and, and one that I constantly put out there is don't solicit, elicit which means don't ask for money, don't ask for a retweet, make me need to retweet you. Make yeah, me need to give you money. And Excellent that's hard. I got a, uh, very true. I got another question from, from uh, John uh, in, the, uh, in the chat room. And it, I guess it goes, when I, when I read the question, I think about what we talked about before, like a photograph or a video. Um, he asks, I'm sorry, it just scrolled away. He asked... Um, Sorry, and we've got about eight minutes left. The best would you give to somebody who comes across as an amateur or somebody who presents as a professional um, in who you think you could have confidence? I mean, I guess, I guess demeanor on camera is gonna is is somewhat you know. In other words, or the campaign looks professional and the person comes off as professional versus as amateur, or. I believe it's, it's about how the question is asked. So, okay, like kind of in the pitch, I guess um, how the how the how the person comes across. I think if that's the question, uh, John, that's that's a very uh, that's a very big deal. Again, it's all about first impressions. So, um, you know, I, yeah, the filmmaker should come across as passionate, confident, competent, not egocentric, not egotistical, of course. Um, because those are the negative sides of confidence and, 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 being, and showing passion. So that really does have to come across in some way. It doesn't mean you have to be like me on my pitch video where I'm like jumping up and down. I mean, that's part of my personality. I'm Greek and I talk with my hands. You know, so, um, but you have to, you know, if you don't have passion, if you just get on the, the, the video and you're just like, hi, everyone. My name is John Tregonis, and I have a film that I'd like to uh, tell you a little bit about. All of a sudden, I'm tired, right? I'm, I'm getting mm-hmm. tired. My energy goes down because you're, well, I'm sorry. You're, you're boring me, and you don't have any passion for this project. How am I supposed to have passion for this project and actually have enough passion to reach in my wallet and give you my money? That's the key thing. So filmmakers, we're learning. We have to learn a new skill. And, and again, it's, it's not all that new. It's, be, you know, being able to, be proud of ourselves and, and the film that we have and put that across in a way that makes other people take pride in it and want to support us. Um, you know, uh, and, and a lot of times, I mean, I get the question of like, you know, some filmmakers are introverted a little bit. I'm just going to paraphrase uh, my, my colleague and, and fellow awesome film guy here at Indiegogo, Mark Hofstadter, uh, when, when he said in, a, in an interview once uh, that he was doing that the, uh, the shy filmmaker is a thing of the past. You know, because in the world of social media, right there and then, that has brought filmmakers out, and we need to, we need to just kind of get over ourselves as being shy and put ourselves out there as not, you know, skeevy business people, because that's not what filmmakers should be, but we need to put ourselves out there as confident people who have a great idea, who are passionate about it, and really want to make everyone be a part of this thing with us. Um, That's the one side of the pitch. The pitch video also, you're making a movie. You should shoot it halfway decently, which means if you're making a movie, yes, light it halfway decently and pick up a lav. Pick up a lav mic. They're not that expensive. Um, You know, just pick one up, put it on, so we can hear the pitch video and see you in the pitch video without struggling to do either or. <laughs> it should represent the work you're going to present, not not be a piece of crap. In other words, <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty much. That was very eloquent. <laughs> yeah, you were, you just said it nicely. You just said it very kind. You know, I, I, one of the other things I've done in my life is I've, I've taught sales training, you know, and to businesses and individuals. And one of the things that, mm. that we like to point out is that. And you can always find an exception, and, I, and I'm going to speak in a generalization here, but the bottom line is nobody buys for a reason. 
You know, it's like nobody mm. dates another person for the reasons. I don't sit here and go, well, you know, she has a car and she has a house and she lives in Tabarta Town. And, and I get all the reasons why I should date the person. I date because I'm emotionally connected to somebody. I, I'm attracted because there's something about them that's, that's, that's caught me and hooked me. When you talk about filmmakers being passionate, that's, that's arousing a sense in somebody else that they can jump on and be passionate about. It's like the leaders in, in our world, you know, are, are people filled with passion and mm. vision you know and yep. and and they they express it they don't they're not the intellectual you know bookworm not that there's anything wrong with those people and god bless them you know we all have different but if you're if you're trying to connect if you, you know I, I i don't want to make it a good or bad thing but i'm just saying that people people say yes to people whom they like and who they feel connected to and we don't mm-hmm. usually connect by our brains we connect by our hearts yeah. Um, if I could make that analogy, and and so likewise Perfect. they connect with you, you know. Um, mm-hmm. all right, I mean, I, we have a few minutes because yeah. I know you have a meeting and 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 stuff. But I want you to have the final word, and um, and uh, and you get about two or three minutes. Actually, actually you could take uh, five minutes if you want, and I'll, I'll extend uh, my my closing of the show. But I'll give you the last five. Oh no, great! I mean, you know, well, no, I mean, first thing, let me just say thank you for for having me on, Rex. I mean, any any chance I get to to promote the good word of crowdfunding and and you know, teach people or or at least give you know mentor them in ways to do it. Again, I'm going to say the word right, but there's so many different right ways, um, and there's a lot of wrong ways too. Um, but you know, the, the, when I get to pre- present it to people, the to you know what I conceive is the, the right way to crowdfund, it's always a plus because then it just creates another group of filmmakers turned crowdfunders that are doing it right who can then spread the word to the people that they know because this is a small community, even though it's a large community, the independent film world, and we all know each other. So we all have something to learn from one another. And that's, again, when I look back to when I, you know, I'll just tell a little quick story about when I first crowdfunded, and, and it's written on a couple of blogs, I think. Um, but when I did this back in, you know, 09, I think, uh, I had just got, like, Twitter, and I, I didn't like Twitter at all, and I got off of it because I did the, the big mistake. I followed all my friends on Facebook, and I was just getting redundancies and all this stuff. And I didn't have a lot of friends at that time. I think I had like, you know, 50 or 60. Um, and then, uh, you know, it was, it was my fiancé actually who, uh, who, who is also uh, a very good crowdfunder. And, and, you know, we learned this whole thing together. Uh, you know, she actually told me, you know, start, start following people, you know, through hashtags. And I was like, well, what the heck's a hashtag? I have no idea what that is. That's how green I was back then. So I, you know, figured out it's the pound sign. I started following hashtag filmmakers, hashtag this, hashtag that. Um, and then I started really just talking to people about stuff, about things like Stanley Kubrick and movies and filmmakers that I liked and that I didn't like. And then I would like can read I, articles. I, yeah, please, go for it. I, I know I told you I wouldn't interrupt you, but, but yeah. can you explain for the listener... What you mean by mm-hmm. following and interacting through hashtags? How did somebody, how did oh, somebody get started with hashtags? <laughs> uh, it sounds like a drug, actually. How do we get started with hashtags? It does, hashtags? doesn't it? No, it's um, yeah, It actually, well, it's addictive, too. But no, you just, like, you know, the, the whole purpose of Twitter, as, as a lot of us probably know, is to find communities and find people that we can chat with about a certain topic. So I'm a big film noir fan, so I will check the hashtag film noir uh, you know, uh, hashtag on Twitter, and I will see what people are talking about, and I will I will basically get people to uh, you know to interact with me, and we'll talk about movies that are black and white and awesome. Um, so I basically did the same thing with filmmake you know the, the filmmakers hashtag and hashtag indie film hashtag support indie film, um, and I found really cool filmmakers, and you know like Gary King, like Kim Garland. Um, you know, a lot of great screenwriters out there, Gene VB. Like, I could name a ton of people that I had just met on Twitter, and I was just talking to them about conversations in between my day job of, at the time, teaching college classes and creative writing and screenwriting and stuff like that. And then I did that for about six months or so before I discovered this crazy thing called crowdfunding had no idea what it was. At the time, I had amassed 200 followers on Twitter, 
which, you know, I thought was pretty cool. I was happy. You know, I interacted with a good chunk of them, to be quite honest, because I was on it every day. And ultimately, I said, well, let me see if this crowdfunding thing works. So I don't really believe that people will give me money for my film. So I saved up 10000 I launched a campaign on Indiegogo for an extra 5000 And what I noticed was quite scary. If you remember before, I said, you're always going to get people your family, your friends, they're going to be the first people to give you the first 30% of whatever amount you're trying to raise. I was kind of the reverse. I had a few family members put in, but then I started getting all these contributions from people that I had, quote, never met before, but I had been talking to for the last six months on Twitter and building relationships with without knowing because I was just talking to people. And that blew my mind. I took a day off from crowdfunding because I was like, oh my God, I was in this for the wrong reason. I thought this was about me getting money for my project. This is not about getting money for my project. This is about creating stronger bonds and relationships with people. And when you do that, and when you do it for the amount of time that I did it, without a hidden agenda of, I'm going to get on social media because ultimately I want to crowdfund my next film. If you don't have that kind of hidden agenda, you open yourself to an entire world of possibilities, much more important than that money aspect. So ultimately what happens in, in that story is I raise my money. I was getting contributions from cities and states that I've never visited, from people that I've never met, $500 here, you know, $200 there, random strangers to the point where I'd have to like actually track them down and find out if they're actually real or not because it was kind of creeping me out still. But I realized that I had a good pitch video. I was offering a very, some very personal perks. And I had a good idea that people for some reason related to my film. And all of that just created a great uh, synergy. And uh, I was very fortunate to have overfunded my goal uh, that I needed, and I was able to make a movie with the help of the audience, with the help of my people. Um, we made a movie together that went on to screen at over a dozen festivals, win a few awards, and you know I went with uh, I went with to the uh, Cannes Short Film Corner, and then ultimately it got me to write the book, and it got me to Indiegogo, where I get to help filmmakers full time, all day long, five days a week. Who am I kidding? I still work on the weekends, <laughs> at least mentally. Well, that um, is awesome. It's totally awesome. Thanks. Yeah, so, so I guess the, the, my, my, only, my parting word is, again, it's not even about crowdfunding because crowdfunding is about relationships. So just everybody get out there, build some relationships, talk about film, and give people the best of you. Then crowdfund. <laughs> Well, that's fantastic. I sure appreciate this. I sure appreciate your time. I appreciate the book, Crowdfunding for Filmmakers, The Way to a Successful Film Campaign uh, by John T. Tregonis and JohnTregonis.com uh, is his website. Tregonis is his Twitter. And, John, you have been a, a, a great source of inspiration and information today. Love to have you back another time when, uh, when you can and to continue this discussion and add value to the listeners out there. So uh, thank you so much for being here. And uh, and uh, you're my uh, you're <laughs> we'll be in touch, man. Definitely, thank you're you again. Guy. You're, Thanks you're everybody good. for listening. <laughs> oh, you, you bet. Thank you, sir. Have a great day, and uh, and I'll talk to you later. Definitely. Bye. All right. Bye bye. Uh, that Mr. John Tregonis. Be sure to follow him. He has uh, got a lot of information. And uh, I want to thank everybody who's been in the chat room. I think it's really cool. I think it's really interesting. There are people who. Uh, traditionally fund and I think that's important in knowing how to traditionally fund and going the SEC route or raising money through private uh, in, investments is is, uh, is is great you know and it, it's been tradition however you could get money for your film um, you know but it's one of those things where you go to a, a limited number of people usually in private and you raise money and then you make a product and you put it out there crowdfunding the interesting thing about crowdfunding is is it is community funded it is about the people. I don't believe that either of them are not. In other words, the your, your investors, if you traditionally invest, if you have traditional or investment methods, uh, those people are gold. They are your crowd. They they are uh, with with as much respect and and uh, however you have a tertiary 
fiduciary, fiduciary, I'm sorry, I can't even talk anymore. But you have a responsibility to those investors as you do your crowdfunders. So it, it, they're not they're not different. They're not separate. But what is interesting about the crowdfunding is that social media has has enabled us to to reach people who we would never find, you know, uh, throughout the world, and and to connect and become friends, and to also create projects together and and for uh, projects. So it's 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 an amazingly interesting opportune time for us to be able to raise money in a variety of ways, to be able to connect people with a variety of ways, and to be able to get our projects made in a variety of ways. And, and, and I'm, I'm thankful for all of them. And I'm thankful for all of you who've listened and who've joined us today. I appreciate you being here. And I want you to know that we've got more great guests coming up in the near future, so stay tuned to Rex Sykes' movie, Beat. And please do help us share it and uh, get the word out about today's discussion. Leave comments at the player. Um, tweet about it or Facebook or use your favorite social media means uh, and help John get his word out and help us get the word out. Because what it ultimately does is when you do that, it enables other people who may not know about the show or may not have access to this information to get the information that they can use to advance their careers in the same way that, that you would use the information to advance yours or mine, for that matter. So uh, help out in that regard. And, uh, and thanks for everybody who tweets and retweets and who Facebooks and who Google Pluses and who uses, who spreads the word about the show. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate all the comments in person and by email and online and offline and, and all the different ways that, um, that we interact. I, I do. I, I treasure you, I value you, and I appreciate all of the love and the support. So thank you kindly. Um, you can follow and learn or you can friend on Facebook, Rex Sykes Movie Beat Friends by hitting the like button and and there we will update you as to who the next guest is and are and when they are. You can also post about your projects and you can crowdfund there. You can use it to interact, cast and crew up and share information. So so utilize that. You can follow uh, us on Twitter. It's Rex Sykes Movie BT. That last word is abbreviated. It's Rex Sykes Movie BT. It's abbreviated. And go and check out all of the archived uh, discussions that are available to you. They're actor, director, writer, producers, editors, cinematographers, wardrobe, you know, all sorts of different people, uh, visual effects artists who uh, contribute to our knowledge base at uh, rexsikes.com, the official URL. All right, everybody. So that's it. Make your movies and uh, get your projects done. Have a great day. And until the next time we meet, that's a wrap. <laughs>